This episode is dedicated to our Stand With The Arts title sponsor, William Ravis, the official real estate company of the Arts Foundation. Hi, I'm Emma from the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. A few things have changed since last season, mainly a global pandemic. So we felt it was important to document the impact this event has had on artists from Cape Cod and beyond. Each of these conversations were recorded from a distance over Zoom. As such, you may hear a few imperfections in the audio. We hope these conversations comfort, inspire, and remind you that we're in this together. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Creative Exchange Podcast. I'm Amy Davies, the Executive Director of Provincetown Community Television. And I'm Julie Wake, the Executive Director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod. And today, we're speaking with singer, songwriter, and actor, Ann Stott. Hi. Hi. Anne is a Provincetown-based indie singer, songwriter, and actor. Her latest project is Half Midnight Full Moon, a late-night moody live stream of music and music. Jumped up in response to the pandemic. Welcome, Anne. Thank you for having me. So happy to be here. We're happy to have you there. So you've been very, very busy during the past eight months or so. I have actually, it's true. It's true. Yeah. You were busy before the pandemic. I was, I was busy before the pandemic. And then there was a, there's a moment at the beginning of the pandemic when everything stopped. Right. And then all the things I had been planning to be busy with were canceled. (laughs) And then it took me a few moments to kind of come up with how to keep creating differently but yeah I have I have actually been pretty busy but it did take a minute you know I heard people like when we first went into lockdown talk about oh this is a creative retreat let's go for it and and in theory I was into that like in theory I was like yes here we are you know all distractions gone or whatever but you know, it was upsetting. I just needed time to adjust. Like I find, I was thinking about this today, thinking about talking with you all, like to create, I do need stimulation. I need new stimulation, but I also need stability, right? And in the beginning, I had to find a new stability. I had to find a new, you know, a way to kind of take in what was going on and um, adjust. But yeah, since since that, I, I have actually been pretty busy. So I'm grateful for that. I do I do think sometimes it I, I'm still writing. It's harder to finish things. Like I'm, you know, there's just a distracted piece. I mean, first of all, we have a pandemic and then we have like a major national reckoning with racial injustice. And then we have, you know, the most important presidential election any of us will probably see, hopefully see in our lifetimes. You know, so the distractions are many and varied. So sometimes I think it's made it harder to finish things, but I'm writing just as much. And, and I'm grateful that I trust that, you know, the most important thing is to keep writing and, and how, it, how it all comes together will happen, even if I can't see it in the moment. So I don't think it's changed process, but it's obviously changed the things I'm doing. I was supposed to be in a play this summer and obviously no theater happened on the Cape all summer. She's got sort of a wave of sadness saying that. And I miss theater and I miss that stimulation, like that side of my creativity. It's also like 
pushed me really in a really focused way back into music. And in the last few years, having done theater and music, theater and music, it, it's been interesting now to have this really concentrated time to focus on music, to focus on singing. I've been doing a lot of vocal work um, that I feel really good about. And then came up with this live stream, which I never would have thought to dream up if we weren't all isolated from each other. And the live stream's been fun because it actually combines my my music with a certain kind of interest in visuals that I've never explored this much before. I mean, I've made music videos but I'm alone here in my room late at night and I sort of come up with different camera angles and how I want to, you know, sort of frame the arc of the show. And I'm a total film junkie, as Amy can tell you. I, I watch a lot of film. And so it's been interesting to sort of get behind the camera regularly for my own thing. So that's been a, a sort of creative layer that's come in that I hadn't explored regularly before. And I'm really enjoying doing those live streams every month on the full moon. Although for the first few shows, I had a really hard time. I was like, like my set list, I was all confused about them. And, I, you know, and so much again was going on with the country. I think I did my first one like eight days after George Floyd was murdered. So it was like, how am I going to incorporate this all into what I'm doing? But then I realized, duh, Anne, you're doing a show on the full moon. Like, no wonder you're having a hard time like focusing or deciding or whatever, because the full moon's doing what it does. But I really enjoyed those shows. And then the other big thing that's come up is um, I realized when everything got canceled that this year is the 10-year anniversary of the release of my album, Pennsylvania. And in fact, right this fall was when I released it. Like I did a release show October, 2010 at Bubala's in Provincetown. And then I did a release show November, 2010 in New York city. And so I decided to kind of dive back into that work and celebrate it. And it's been really interesting going back. I think right now with our present and our future being so unsettled, it's really grounding to look back and sort of be like, oh, look, I made this work, <laughs> you know? I um, did a couple of live takes of the songs from those albums and made videos of them and put those out this fall. And then weirdly in the middle of all of that, an outgrowth of that was that I did write a new song about everything that's been going on in the country called Hey America Stand. And I made a video of that and I released that a couple of weeks before the election. So the how of what I do hasn't changed very much, except that it's all, you know, from my house. I mean, the logistical how has changed, but the creative process how hasn't changed. But the what has changed a little bit because, you know, we can't do what we were doing before. You, you talked about having half stability. Thinking about that past album, was that sort of the starting point of creating stability for yourself? Because I think we've all kind of had to figure out how to have a, a different routine than we had to kind of work our way through this. Totally. And and I it came to me pretty quickly, like in late March or early April, I realized, oh, wait, it's the 10-year anniversary of Pennsylvania. And I do think it 
it helped again it helped ground me like like it's an anchor from the past that can give me that gave me a kind of sense of safety maybe like creative safety and even though i create i think my sound has evolved since that album so that's been an interesting thing to be where I am now and look back at what I did then. Yeah, I think that definitely helped me. And it was really exciting. It was like, oh, wait, because I really I don't think I would have thought of it at all. I think I would have thought of it in a really passive way. Like when the days came around, I might have done a Facebook like, oh, wow, 10 years ago, I released an album. (laughs) (laughs) But to to really celebrate the work and talk about it and and share it has helped create that stability. Yeah, I, I think so. For sure. You know, right before Amy asked you about, you know, you said I, I need stability and I think you said stimulation to process your your art form. And I just wonder, you know, I had the same question, like, how do you find stability right now? And I love the idea of connecting with the past, but what else, what else makes you define it that way? It's just really fascinating. It is interesting looking back because when I wrote the songs for Pennsylvania, I was in a really different place as a songwriter. And I think, I think there was still an energy around it of, you know, having to prove that I could do it that I don't have anymore. Like, I know I can write a song and record it. You know what I mean? Like, I, and feel good about it afterward. You know, I like I have that in my body now and in my psyche now. And, you know, I think affirming that I have that now by visiting a time when I didn't have it helps me have stability about whatever will happen moving forward and gives me a different kind of curiosity about what I'm creating or how I'm creating it. But I do think the stability really comes through the routine. You know what I mean? Like through sitting down and writing every day or five days a week or six days a week or what, you know, I think the stability really comes through doing the work. And sometimes I'm so thrown off that I can't even do the work. You know what I mean? Like in the first few weeks of lockdown, it was like, I'm not, I don't, that's not where I am. And you see this incredible range of kind of reporting from very experienced creative people about like what they can or can't do in any given day right now. You know what I mean? Like, we were talking about being on Twitter. Like I've seen tweets from very successful creative people who are like, uh, yeah, nothing's happening. (laughs) You know what I mean? And then I see tweets from very successful creative people who are like, you know, just finished a memoir that I'd wanted to do for years. You know what I mean? And so we're, we're just all different and we're all gonna, I want to be clear for whoever's listening to this. There's no judgment now, right? We're not we're not, as, a, as my friend Grove Harris said, we're not working from home. That's not what we're doing. We're at home surviving a pandemic. And if we get some work done, that's a great thing. You know what I mean? And that's really different from like, well, I guess I'm working from home now, right? So, but for me, it really gets back to just sitting down and doing it. And, and all that stuff you hear from creative people and books about creativity that I've read over the years you know, inspiration is 99% perspiration and all that stuff. Like ultimately the, the stability does come from, from the doing of it. And again, this is where 
creative experience is helpful, right? Like 15 years ago, when I sat down to do it, like if something good didn't happen in 10 minutes, I started to get anxious. And now I'm like, you know, I may spend days writing crap that no one will ever hear. And that's cool, as long as I keep doing it, because if I keep doing it, something will happen. And do you find yourself even going back to some of your books and, and looking at when you were writing the album? You know, you're talking about, uh, you know, people may never see this, but do you have like those notebooks where you can go back and say, oh, oh, that never, I never finished that idea, but now you have a new perspective on it. You know what? I haven't gone back to the notebooks and that's, you're now like giving me a whole sort of, I'm all like, ooh, tingly inside. I have them. I did not go back to the notebooks. I went back to some of the demos. What I do with notebooks, like when I'm done with a notebook is I usually, when I'm about to switch over notebooks, I'll, I'll go back. I just did it this morning. I just switched to a new notebook. I'll go back through the notebook and read everything and pull forward anything I think is a useful idea. Whether it's like a verse, a whole song, three words I liked together, like anything that I think is useful. So then I always feel like, okay, I carried forward what, what I think will be, has potential or speaks to me. Something else I'd, I'd like to talk to you about is the subject of your TED talk about like thinking that you have to be in a certain place in your life or physically in a certain place to be creative and how you kind of a abandoned that and came to Provincetown and then started this very creative period. Doing a TED Talk is different from anything else I've done, like anything else. It is it is different. Well, Provincetown has been so instrumental in unlocking so much of my creativity. I mean, the, the big example, which I do talk about in the TED Talk, is that it brought me back to acting, which was an early love of mine but I had gotten away from for many years. And that's um, all thanks to David Drake, who met me and then saw me performing on the street and asked me if I wanted to be in a play. So he took a little chance on me and I'm so grateful for that. So I think it's a combination of things. I think it's, I think it's taking the, the unexpected action or going off your own script. Like my life was already off the script that had been handed to me from my family and my culture, right? Like I was already way off that script, but then I had my script, right? And then I went off my script, you know, even though I was writing the story and that created, and also that move was a big move about affirming my creative life and my writing life in a way that I hadn't up till then. So I you know, I had been writing and I had recorded an EP in New York and I was performing, but, but, you know, taking this time, you know, giving myself what I originally thought was going to be four months in Provincetown 13 years ago, giving myself that chunk of time to just create and do nothing else. I'd never done that for myself. So that, that in and of itself was a huge shift in where I prioritized songwriting and performing and then taking myself somewhere unfamiliar which gave me all kinds of new stimulation and then taking myself to a place that that is 
that has such deep history of the arts. And it's not really a songwriting music town, but it doesn't matter to me. Like I, I, it has a respect for and a love of the arts. All of those factors just kind of blew a lot of doors open for me in different ways. And then on top of that, my decisions to stay in Provincetown at first were seasonal, right? So I came for four months. I was going to leave on January 31st. All my stuff was in storage in Brooklyn. Like I, I, I had no intention of staying. And then I was like, well, I should just stay the rest of the winter. It'll be cheaper here than there. I'll keep writing and prolong having to go back to New York and get a job I don't want. And then I found out, so I decided to stay the rest of the winter. Then I found out you could perform on the street, that you could busk in Provincetown, which I hadn't really known. And so it was like, well, I could go back to New York, get a job I don't want, perform in a bar once every three to four weeks for 45 minutes for my friends, basically. <laughs> or I could stay here and play the street as much as I could handle playing and make some money at it and like clock a lot of hours. Like I'd never had that thing that is really important as an artist, which is to just clock the hours doing what you do. You know what I mean? So that opportunity was too huge. So I was like, okay, I'll stay for the summer. And then I was going to go back to New York in the fall. And then by August, David had cast me in a play that happened in the fall. So I was like, okay, I'll stay for the fall. You know what I mean? <laughs> Was this really, you know, like season by season decision making process. But I mean, everything I'm saying changed me as an artist. Playing the street changed me as an artist. Being in theater changed me as an artist. So yeah, it had a huge impact. And then I think there's a respect for creativity in the arts here. And along with that, like a, a respect for exploration. Nobody's saying to you, well, I didn't know you couldn't do that. And, and New York is great because the bar is really high. And the competition is steep and it forces you to kind of, you know, put yourself out there in a really confident way. But, but along with that, there's a lot of, um, it's a very achievement oriented place. Like what have you achieved? And here there's a, there's more room to just create, explore, do, try than there was there. And I, and I, and I needed that space. I didn't know I needed it, but I did need it. And I think it actually had a big impact on my sound, like my fundamental sound. It's hard to catalog all the ways Provincetown, coming to Provincetown, being in Provincetown and the spirit of Provincetown have influenced what I do and how I do it. It's huge. Well, Anne, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. This has been really fun. I mean, I always love chatting with you, but even more fun to chat about creativity and yeah yeah thank you great well and thank you for listening and thanks again to our guest Ann Stott for this episode of the creative exchange podcast I'm Amy Davies the executive director of Provincetown Community Television and I'm Julie Wake executive director of the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod until next time We'd like to thank the John and Thurza Davenport Foundation for supporting the Creative Exchange. The Creative Exchange podcast is a collaboration between the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod and Provincetown Community Television. Words and music of this season's theme song are by Sarah Burrell, copyright 2009. 
to donate to the Arts Foundation of Cape Cod's Arts Relief Fund, a project supporting Cape Cod artists and arts organizations impacted by the pandemic, visit artsfoundation.org. Don't you worry.